Hello and welcome to episode number eight of Views from the Summer House, our light-hearted look at adventures in Cornwall for women, and in this case men, no longer held back by work. Yippee! We have called this episode Singing in a Choir. My name is Tiggy, and a change again this week because we are now in lockdown and are banned from using our summer house for the foreseeable future. And so we are again attempting to record our podcast on Zoom. My neighbour Anne is sitting in her house across the farmyard just outside Lisgard, and Pete, our production engineer, is somewhere in the wilds of Scotland, I believe. This week we're delighted to be speaking with our guest, Jem Hall who is a member of the famous and very long-established Polpero Fisherman's Choir. Big welcome, Jem, and thank you so much for agreeing to do this with us. Hi, Tiggy. It's a pleasure to be with you. <laughs> As always. As always. <laughs> but first, before we go into our main topic, let me ask Anne, what have you been up to this week now that our activities are so severely restricted? Well, hi, Tiggy. Um, this will sound extreme, but I did manage to have a lovely swim just down the road at Loo as my daily exercise the other day. Yes, even in January. So I had been very anxious about it because I've never swum out of doors in January before, but it was actually fine. You have to remember that the sea cools down a lot slower than inland waterways. And I think the temperature here now at the sea is around 10 degrees. However, I do wear my wetsuit gloves and socks, and this time too, I also wore a hood made of neoprene so that my head and neck were completely warm too. I had been finding when I put my head in the water that you get that phenomenon, which is called brain freeze. Yeah. You put your forehead in, but the hood worked like magic and protected me from all of that. Um, I would say, though, that Lou is a very safe beach to swim from. You wouldn't swim from... Every on just on any old beach at this time of year um, and then the thing you have to be very careful about um, again at this time of year is when you first get out of the water because I understand and this is what it feels like that your body temperature goes on dropping when you get out for about 20, 20 or 30 minutes but um, I had um, Jeff on the beach my husband who's universally known as poor Jeff I'm um, waiting there with my, first of all, fleece and a big warm coat, hat, three pairs of socks, you know, the whole lot, and a, and a warm drink so that um, so that I could recover, um, recover quickly. So it was a really lovely experience. And what I will pop in the show notes is um, what equipment I, I use to protect me. Yeah, Tiggy, were you yeah, going to say? Yeah, I think that's really important because um, I was watching... Oh, some breakfast telly yesterday, and Rick Stein was talking about sea swimming down in Padstow. Oh, and yes. he said that he strides through Padstow with his dry robe on, which is the thing that Susie and I have got terribly excited about now. And I think the dry robe is very important, isn't it, Anne? Because it's like a big old puffy mac that's got a fleecy... A, a very lining. fleecy, fluffy lining to keep you very warm, and a yeah. and a hood. And um, I, I mean, they are very expensive to buy. Yeah. And I've had mine, I think, for about three years now. And it was a it was a Christmas present from the three the three children because they knew how much I loved the swimming. Mm. And I think 
Um, you can buy the dry robe brand, and that is the most expensive way. I think they cost about 150 quid. Mm. Um, mine is not that name. I can't actually remember what it is, but I'll put it in the in the show notes. Yeah, that's good. And also, mine is a child's version, which gives. Um, and I think the only difference there is that the sleeves are slightly shorter. Yeah. Um, but that made it a whole lot cheaper. I think mine was about 70 quid. So um, even then, you know, that would be expensive for me to buy, but it was a lovely present from the three children. And, of course, you can use it for everything. You know, we were, I was using it in the summer house to record yeah. our, our podcast episodes. So, um, so it's a wonderful item of clothing. Yeah. Yeah, lovely. So if you could add those in the show notes, that'd be great. So now on to our main topic of the week, singing in a choir. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was in lockdown one that the media started telling us how good singing was for both our mental and our physical well-being. Certainly I have heard that singing can improve your lung capacity and for instance if you have asthma. And yes, I've I've read that because singing requires um, physical effort, it will force you to take in more breaths. And the extra hit of oxygen helps circulate your blood and creates a positive reaction in your brain, which makes you feel happier. I think running has the same effect, but obviously running is not necessarily for everyone. Sometimes sometimes singing might be um, a ple- more pleasant alternative. Um, and of course, if you're in a choir, you have all the social benefits too. That's right. So with that in mind, we're delighted today to be welcoming Jem Hall. Jem, like us, is recently retired. However, I do think he was singing in a couple of choirs, even during his working life. And he has continued this into retirement. Jem, tell us how you came to join the Polpero Fisherman's Choir. And have you always been able to sing? Oh, well, hi. Hi, Tiggy. Hi, Anne. Um, well, I think, yes, I have been able to sing, but I don't think I sing very well even now, because I'm always learning. But certainly, when I was came down to Cornwall in the early 90s, um, I didn't really think about singing at all. And it was only with a great friend of mine, we decided to join the Liskerrit Melbourne's Choir, which is the old Cornish name for Liscard. And we did that, I suppose, mm-hmm, yeah. in just after early 2000s. And we just joined as novices. Uh, no audition. Oh, Gosh, right. they just took you on, oh, just like very that. Very grateful because there are only about twelve of us, so um, we are two, two oh. more members. Was quite substantial, and we we just picked it up. Basically, you learnt to sing along with your neighbour. Uh, one neighbour on one side of me had a very good voice. The other one sounded like a sort of uh, a bucket of gravel being stirred up. <laughs> but, uh, no, it was good fun. And it's all about yeah. it's all about joining in and help you know helping each other. So uh, it's it's a, a really good experience. I think probably, Did you not feel self-conscious oh, yeah. at first? Terrifying. First concert oh, yeah. in the Methodist Hall when actually only eight, eight of us turned up. And uh, but the great, the nice thing about it was there only there were less people in the audience. So I mean, it was fun. We sang <laughs> an hour and a half, <laughs> um, which is one of the problems you get in choirs is that um, you have to advertise these days to get people to turn up. Gosh, and- that's sad, isn't it? And um, and Jem, do you would you? I mean, were you able to read music though? Um, is that something you were able to do? And would you say that you have to be able to read music to join a choir? No, I think 
I think Melvoy's choirs, um, it's very much repetition, so one practices a lot. And you, you do pick up quite quickly that the little black notes tend to go up, and if they tend to go up the page, then you tend to speak, you sing a bit higher. Um, but no one sort of, no one explains it, and you just, you pick it up, you pick it up, and you pick up all the little the nuances um, as you sing along. But um, there are a lot of us in Hellboy's choirs who need a lot of help from our musical directors, and they are very good at explaining mm. things to us and singing along with us, so we, we get it imprinted in our minds. Um, and how did you get to join the Paul Perry Fisherman's Choir? Well, I, I, I was with the Liskeric for about six years, and then circumstances changed, and I gave up. Um, and, and then it was probably the, about 2015 I joined the Paul Perry Fisherman's Choir because they have a very good um, after afterglow group Ooh. called The Records, which Liskeric didn't have. So um, you'd sing along with your practice, and then you go to the pub where you'd sing in an entirely different way, lubricated by beer, and life was good. A lot of That fun. sounds like fun. Yeah. In fact, I've been to see one of those sessions. I think yeah. it was um, just before Christmas one year. Yeah. And first of all, your main concert was in the, um, in, in the church. Uh, this was at Polpero, wasn't it? And then yeah. you went to the pub, and what's the pub called? Pub in the Mill House, then. Yes, the Mill House. And then, and I think some of you had, did you have things that you could bang on the floor while you were singing along? And there oh, was yeah, some... they've got bells on them, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's great. That's the, that's the leader. He's, he does, it's a rhythm stick, so he beats out the rhythm with it. Oh, yeah, that's right. That is what a rhythm stick is. I didn't know that. Um, and was someone playing guitar or accordion or something? There's Piano? Guitar, yeah. When we yeah. first started the records, we just had a guy on a guitar playing and we sang along with him and Phil beat out the rhythm with his rhythm stick. And it was very simple. There were probably only 12, 15 of us. Um, yeah. uh, good fun. Now it's a bit big. So we have more of a problem finding a pub that can take 25 odd people. Mm. And were, were um, these songs were, as you say, completely different? Were they, um, were they traditional Cornish fishermen? Songs. Shanties. Shanty Shanties. songs. Uh, shanties. Yes, I think the, the main choir tends to do more the traditional Cornish songs. Um, certainly Liz Skerritt was a very traditional choir and we sang a lot of uh, spirituals and Cornish songs. It was, it was very moving um, and it was the traditional type of singing that the Cornish choirs are famous for. Um, Wreckers is, is Sea Shanty is more light-hearted. Um, yeah, some, sometimes a little bit near the, near the grain, but it's fine. That's, that's <laughs> half the fun of singing. And, and is the idea uh, with those... And, certainly and Jem, with those, is, uh, the idea no, that, is, is the idea that the customers in the pub can join in? Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah definitely. And they really enjoy it. And we have people who come down uh, visiting Paul Perrault every summer and, uh, and they come along to the pub and it's part of their holiday to come and yeah. see us. Very supportive. And they, yeah. you know, they buy our CDs and they put them on in the car to drive back to the Midlands, four hours worth of us singing. I can't think of anything worse, but they obviously... <laughs> so, how, so, so you say you've made a CD or a number of CDs? We've made a number of CDs over the years. So that's, that's um, it's quite a res it's responsibility. One has to be very careful about 
doing it correctly and making sure that the artists are awarded as we sing their songs. So there is a professional register for all our yeah. songs we have to apply for that um, and pay the license fee, basically, so we can produce a CD. Yeah. No, it's good fun. Where would you go to record them? We've recorded some in, in the chapel where we do our practicing. Um, but otherwise, we get out to a professional uh, studio down near uh, St. Ives. So that's that's good. Mm. Yeah. But there again, that tends to be these professional studios are quite small. So when you get 20 odd fellows all standing around, um, it's it's you're a bit like sardines in there. But the sound is amazing because they have the proper mixing facility. Really good. Um, and in normal times, Jem, not COVID times, I mean, you would you tour? Would you? How many concerts would you do in a year? Do you think? We do about probably about thirty concerts a year. Gosh, that's quite a lot, isn't it? Yeah. We do. Yeah. We do a sort of the main summer one, running right the way through to September, and then in September we 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 start learning, relearning our Christmas carols and Christmas songs, um, and we do a we do a sort of a winter program. Uh, we've been to. Cotille, for instance, we do a nice concert there. That's lovely, yeah. So it's in local churches and we do nursing homes. Um, and it's one of the yeah. saddest, this last Christmas, last Christmas, we couldn't do any concerts at all. So we couldn't go to the no. one. So obviously work. COVID prevented you doing your normal kind of um, uh, concerts, yeah. but didn't like I this? see... See something online that you did did something online instead. Yeah, yeah. We produced a, a Christmas carol online, which was fine. Um, it's very difficult to coordinate, as we found this morning. Really, I'm I'm sitting in down Derry in a steep valley, and um, reception is pretty poor down here. Um, and it all takes a, a bit of time. Everyone has different speeds on broadband, so to coordinate, yeah. it's very difficult. So. Um, we tend to use our old recording and then um, we sing along to it in a very funny <laughs> fashion. But, but Zoom is not the same at all as singing with your friends in a choir because no. you get so much empathy from other people singing alongside you. And it's great. Mm. And um, talking of which, do you want to talk about your other quartet? Well, the Derriere's. We could mention the Derriers. Yes, this is this is important <laughs> in the village. Um, what is this? Like-minded like people. We happen to be sort of one, one in each section. So we've got a top tenor, a second tenor, a baritone, and a bass, which is they quite are handy. actually very good. And um, we named ourselves after much deliberation the Derriers, and because we formed originally to perform to our twinning town in France, in Brittany. Um, the name Derriere's, of course, means something different in French, but yes. it's quite a pun. So, um, anyway. Let me just Derriere's. put in a warning here, because I tried to look up the Derriere's on the internet to try and get onto your website, and I was immediately and very quickly taken to a gentleman's club in South Carolina. I warned you about the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but but Jim, um, what and who is our twinning town for Liscard? Can you remind us of that? Down there is Plugano. I think Liscard is Campere. Oh yes. Oh, yeah. So um, it's and it's really good because they in Plugano they have a choir, 
which, which they and they practice songs and they've written various songs that they sing to us, um, the English. So that's that's good. Um, and in fact, we 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 learned French song um, when we went over there last time, which we sang to them. We'd only been together for about six weeks, so it was um, it was one of those times when you, you yet again you just get up there and you perform. And how did they receive it? Uh, they loved it, and they actually yeah. they knew it because it's one of the famous uh, songs from recently. Uh, so it's, it was great, um, and and that helps certainly when people are singing along because you can feel a little bit fragile for a yes, sing. Absolutely. Yeah, and. We, we actually started singing outside in the lockdown, probably slightly earlier than we were meant to in June. But we were outside, two metres apart, and we met randomly on the beach and we performed and we Perfect. recorded. And it was lovely to be able to do that. And then we, we could sing inside um, during the latter part of the lockdown when things were relaxed. But... Um, and in the main choir, Polperi choir, we, were, we went back to the, the chapel, but they could only have 12 people in there at any one time. So mm. the sort of hybrid practice of some people on Zoom and some people in the chapel. Um, yeah. COVID is, is, is very dangerous for male voice choirs because most of us you know, are over 60. Yeah. And I yeah. should imagine at the moment, uh, at Paul Perro choir are not looking to recruit at all no it's the sadness is because um <laughs> sorry jeff, about the sounds upstairs <laughs> jeff's got to do his stuff yeah. <laughs> um we had a in march early march we had a recruitment drive put out just a, an appeal we had 15 new members turned up wow um and with the, there was one meeting. I was away, unfortunately. We had one one session in the chapel, and then lockdown. And of course, since then, they've been un, unable to to meet again. And, and I think a couple have come back and have done some practices. But, you know, these they're all volunteers. They all want to do it, and you have to keep you have to nurture. Um, mm-hmm. It's like all these things during this lockdown. It's very easy to give up on things. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's 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 very good, and I, I think it stimulates, it stimulates your brain, and it's very good for your body. I think if you combine that with with diving and swimming in the sea, and you'll be well away. <laughs> are there are there many women's choirs in Cornwall? Do you know? Oh, there are lots and lots. Yeah, yeah, there are lots, and there are lots of different male male choirs too. I mean, there are male voice choirs, there are mixed choirs, there are choral societies. Yeah. Um, would you say that most um, most towns in Cornwall would have a, a male voice or a male voice or a, or a women's choir? You don't have to. It's you don't have to go. I mean, if you were living in southeast Cornwall, you wouldn't have to go all the way down to West Cornwall to find someone, would you? I mean, no. I can see that there's um, there's a choir definitely a lim- women's choir definitely here in this card called. Is it? Cello Voce is. <laughs> I, I don't know that one, so that's. But there are lots. I mean, most most towns and big businesses used to have choirs, um, certainly male boys choirs, and they they have been. The numbers have been dropping because, you know, we're all getting older, and we, we it's difficult to recruit young all right. blood. So 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 it is a great retirement activity then, 
for newly required is well worth finding out about, isn't it? As a newly retired person to go and find out about. Um, I mean, I can see here for East Cornwall, we've got a Saltash Ladies Choir. We've got um, Torpoint's um, Ladies Singers. Uh, we've got the Emery Singers in St. Austell. Oh, we've got the Lou Valley Singers um, in Lou. So those are all women's um, choirs. And I I just know from the concerts I've been to that there seem to be male voice choirs um, all over, particularly around the um, around the ports, you know, the old fishing villages yeah. and things yeah. where um, where what the choirs are doing are maintaining a, a you know, centuries old tradition, really. So yeah. um, right. which, which is very exciting. Um, and um I mean, and, and so if someone wanted to join a choir, what should what should they do, Jem? Well, I think you just have to keep an eye out in the local press and things. If they've got a concert and just go along and just see the choir at a concert and then just go up and see the MD or just go up and see anybody who's singing. Because mm -hmm. it's very informal. Um, there are some choirs that have an audition and it's you shouldn't be frightened of it. It's not a... It's not, uh, not a competition, is it? No, it's not. And they want to help you. So you can, even if you squawked because your mouth was dry and you hadn't got any idea what was happening, they will help you because we we all need new members in, in each choir. And I think whether you're a man or a woman, it's it's very important that you get out there and just try it. And uh, it's great. It's great. It's great fun. And I think the more people we have doing it, the better. And um, we have a great girlfriend who's in a rock choir up in Dorset, and she travels about 30 miles, probably not at the moment, but um, she has such fun, and a rock mm. choir is very much more modern, um, uh, and uh, yeah. Well, yeah. you've got a very good um, rock choir in Down Derry, haven't you? Called, what's it called? Rock Sea? The Whitsand Harmony? No. no the, band, the band is called Rock Sea. That's it. Yes, they're very good. That's a group. Yeah, no, very good. Well, well, yeah, they're not professional singers, but they seem to have a whale of a time. And that's that's the whole thing of it. We're very lucky. I mean, a lot of the communities in Cornwall we are blessed with a lot of people who've come down from our country. They're very talented, um, mm. and we and we can use them. It's great. Oh, thank you ever so much, Jim. I just want to tell you about my experience. Okay, so I am someone who. When I was younger, always wanted to sing, you know, right from, I don't know, the age of 10 or something. And for some time in my, when I was in my 40s, and I probably found that the children were getting a bit on top of me, I had regular singing lessons. I thought, I'm going to crack this. I really am going to be, turn myself into a singer. Sadly, to no avail. <laughs> and after several months of trying, my singing, <laughs> singing teacher said... What about if we try lying down, Anne? <laughs> and when that didn't work, we both called it a day. However, that wasn't going to stop me joining a choir. And um, I have probably belonged to four or five really lovely choirs during my life. They had I worked out in my own head that they had to be choirs that didn't require an audition and didn't ask you if you could read music because I couldn't do either. However, like you just said, Jem, once I was in each choir, I did take it seriously and I did work hard. I would just record 
what we had been playing that night on whatever device was current at the time and take it home to the kitchen and force my children to hear my line over and over and over again. I always sang alto because I couldn't sing the, um, the high notes. But this did mean both that I learned lots of wonderful pieces um, and I got to sing in lots of wonderful venues, um, you know, some lovely cathedrals around England and even at the Albert Hall, which when I th- even when I say that to myself now, I can hardly believe it, but I did. No, that must be wonderful. Um, and I think it also meant because the children heard these um, pieces that they've grown up, certainly Pete has grown up um, lo- loving music because of it. Um, so, you know, that was another another bonus. And I just loved the social life. It was fantastic. Good. Well, I think that just about brings us to the end of our main topic this week. Jem, thank you so much for joining us. It's been Making the time to talk through it. It was really fascinating. Thank you. It's been a pleasure, Jiggy. And uh, thank you for your company. <laughs> last week that has inspired you or made you think I could try that or give it a go at some stage in the future and what about you um well I think one of the things which uh, has cheered me up a little bit in that because obviously I think we all went into a bit of a a, a downer didn't we when yeah. the third lockdown started yeah, and definitely. it doesn't affect me very much you know I'm not someone who's um well we lose our you know our airbnb income but it you know, it doesn't affect me seriously. But for some reason, I did find it very depressing. Mm. And then my sister um, contacted both Susie and me, actually, and she formed a little Facebook group. And we are doing painting together. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that she's making us do, do at the moment is an abstract um, abstract painting uh, where you have to just do a little bit to it every day for a month. So when I come into here in the utility room I just walk past it and get my paints out and just dabble another another bit of colour on it and then usually scratch through it with my fork but amazingly it's been lovely to um, um, you know all chat together um, and uh, and um, and you know, you know it's just been a great lockdown activity what about you Tiggy? Uh, well we did a nice painting session didn't we the other day when we managed um, to draw carrot people we did that on Zoom, didn't we? That wasn't Facebook. We did, we did do that it on Zoom. Zoom. We did do it on Zoom, and I really enjoyed that. That was great fun. So that was lovely. Um, apart from that, no, not very much. And I think that you know this lockdown is very different from the other two. I can't believe we're in a third one. And obviously, until we all get vaccinated, this is the way life's going to be. And I think that brings us to an end for this episode of Views from the Summer House. Do please email us with anything new that you have tried now that we're back in lockdown or would like to try or indeed that we should try and find out about. Details of everything we've talked about today and our own email address, viewsfromthesummerhouse at gmail.com, are all in the show notes. And if you can, please join us next time when we hope to be looking at furniture restoration and upcycling. Goodbye and enjoy your week. Goodbye from me. Thank you.